What's up, guys? Welcome to the Ben and Eden show. I'm really excited because today, what are we talking about, Eden? Uh, we're going to be reacting to some videos that I feel like are pretty controversial, and that's why I think it's really entertaining and why I wanted to talk to you about it. And they're dating related, right? Yeah, because Ben and I have similar but also different opinions on dating, and I think that it's really fun to be able to react to a lot of the trends that we see on social media because some of them, in my opinion, are really bad, <laughs> like not healthy, but then... I think it's cool to expose some of that, but we might also see and it differently. There's a lot that I just don't understand. <laughs> I know, so. yes, this is true, but that's why that's why I laugh because some things go right over your head, or some things go right over my head. But I think it's funny um, just to react to them and see what you think. And it's funny because I feel like our perspective when it comes to dating has changed a lot from the last episode we recorded together. Yeah. Because and that one like kind of like blew up. A lot of people like saw it. Yeah. Saw it. it was really cool. So if you haven't watched it. Go watch. It's called The Game of Dating. I think it's episode number six on mine. I don't know on yours, but it's on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And I think even our relationship, like our friendship, mm -hmm. has grown way more since that uh, episode. So we've known each other pretty, like, way more. So I think, like, even the perspective has changed a lot. Oh, I totally agree. And now you're in a relationship, too. So I know. Like, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. My best friend. <laughs> yeah, really, so just for the record, he's going to take all the credit for, it's like, really, ever. It's really funny because... He's my best friend, and Eden's my best friend, and they're dating each other. It's like my Legit. dream come a reality. So freaking dope. Yeah, it is so. cool. And now I look back and I listen to part of that episode, and I, I do think that you, by nature, if you're single, you're going to be a lot more... Bitter. Yeah, you'll be more cynical. You'll be more critical of certain things. And I do think that there's a subconscious part of you that's like, because I don't have that, you're going to find the negative to it so that you don't feel as bad about not having it. I think most of your perspective and comments, probably opinions, will come from a place of lack. Yeah, for because sure. Because you don't have it, as you said. I think in my case, because I'm single, well, <laughs> I kind of like give up on... Yeah, that's a different topic. Okay. Yeah, that is a different <laughs> topic. That's going to need a whole therapy Okay, let's session. jump into... What's the first one? So, we're going to go just go through some reels and... um. We'll we're put the video so you guys can watch it. Yeah, too so YouTube. we're going to put them up on YouTube, but we're just going to go through this first one. Well, you can see it if you're uh, listening to this on Apple Podcasts and Spotify by going YouTube and you can watch the, the whole video. Yeah, but we're going to play the sound right here into the microphone. We'll okay. show me the video too. So okay. put the phone in like... Okay, ready? So here's, here's the first one. Want to be toxic? Remember, no location found means they turned it off. No location available means their phone died. Okay, I don't get it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So if you're a girl, I feel as though you understand this. Okay, so basically, there he's saying that be I would I would argue that he's saying that because of technology, there are certain ways that you can like be elusive with some of your behavior without your significant but he, other is knowing. Is he being saying that a guy can be if you want to be toxic as a guy or if you want to be toxic as a girl? Who's he referring to? I think it's referring to anybody. It's not it's not boys or girls. He's just saying that and I, I think what he means by when he says want to stay toxic, toxic means like unhealthy behavior patterns, right? So if you're looking at their location all the time, I don't think that that's necessarily the best sign of a lot of good trust in my personal opinion. Um, but that's why he's saying if their phone shows that there's no location found. It's they turn it off. They turned it off and then no location available means their phone died. I'm sorry, and this might be an unpopular opinion, there is no reason that your phone, like, that you should turn off your location on your phone for your significant other. If your phone dies, okay, I understand. Okay, so we're talking about, like, being in a relationship and you turn off the location. Yeah. Oh. 
Oh, that's what he's <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you? Well, I mean, do you have an opinion on that? Because I, I think that that should never happen. I don't think you should. You should never. Yeah, that's gonna mess up. I mean, wouldn't you be like that's sus? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, because if I turn off, I don't want to see where. I don't want you to see where where I'm. Exactly. Where I'm, you know? I don't think there's any excuse for that. But that's what he's saying is. It's technically quote unquote toxic because they're basically saying that that's how you can catch somebody if their behavior is poor. You know what I mean? Like if you wouldn't have known that, you would just maybe think that their phone was dead. Do you guys share each other's location? No. You, you don't? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic. Moving on. <laughs> If you can't tell from facial expressions, I feel some type of way. But okay, anyway, but like that doesn't mean that it, I mean it's a bad thing. I no, feel like it's really not. The person. No, you're right. It's not. I, yeah, we're just gonna move on. I think you. I mean, no, I want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard because as a girl, I don't. I just and again, your let me preface with your past experiences influence how you think about now. So I think because of my past experiences and any because you've been cheated on before, right? Yes, and so I think M- multiple in multiple different relationships or no, the no, same no just one relationship. But it lasted for a long time. Okay. And so I think that for me personally, the negative thing that I took from my relationship was trust issues more so. Um, and so when I when I notice certain behaviors that I feel like are in alignment with a lack of trust, that's when I start to like overthink in my head. Okay. And I think there I think it is important that you you separate yourself because you don't want to bring in your baggage from a previous relationship to a new, to a new one. I get that, but there's also a reason that your guard is up in those certain regards because your brain literally forms those walls as a protection mechanism because it doesn't want you to get hurt again if you encounter that same behavior. 100%. That's why your gut instinct says, "Hey, something's off here" because it's, it's enc- similar as the the yeah. It's encountered the situation before and you got really hurt because of that. <clears throat> so, I also don't make apologies for having my guard up cuz that's just been my experience. So, I'm not going to feel bad about you know having certain cautions about certain things. I'm glad you were talking about this dude cuz you okay this is the thing i have been with i've gone out with a lot of girls here yeah and i have never met anybody that hasn't gone through some for, form of traumatic experience or yep. like their trust was broken and i think that's a common thing it happens to guys and girls but this is the difference cuz i relate to that dude i've been cheated on before uh, I got not okay. I got cheated on before and all this stuff, and a lot of like people screw me over. So I, I get the whole trust issue stuff, and 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 having walls and all these things. But in my experience, the only way to um, trust someone is putting your trust out again and again and again. And it might be like that trust might get broken and stuff, and you're taking a risk. But I think when you have a good BS detector on people you can be more selective on who you actually trust. But this is the thing. On my experience with the girls I've been on and stuff, dude, they have so many walls up. And I get it because I have the same things up, but I'm like, dude, this is me, the good and the bad. Like, I'll give you, I'll show you that I can trust you. I'll give you my trust and all these things. Because I could have the same excuse of having my walls up, but because a lot of these girls, they don't trust people and stuff. Dude, it takes like freaking forever for them to pull the, their walls down. And in my experience, if I meet a girl that I'm like, you know what? She seems like a good girl. I'm like, I'm going to put my walls down. Could I get hurt? 100%. But I'm just going to take a risk and I'm just going to take a chance on this person. 
with the risk of getting my trust broken or something good happening from the relationship. So I think a lot of girls, because they're pretty defensive, they miss out on a lot of opportunities with good guys because they have their walls up. I totally you know agree I mean? with you. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's the, that's the risk you have to take. Yeah. It's black and that is black and white. You know, that's the risk you have to take. And you could, I think for, and I don't know if a lot of women agree with me. For me, it's the time. I think it's the time that you have potential to waste because time is the thing that you can't get back. I'm more worried about wasting my time now than I am of getting hurt. I don't know why that's the case, but I think it's because I've realized that life is short and I'm almost 25 and I feel like time has gone by so quickly. And after being in a relationship for almost five years, I realize, oh my heck, how much time have I wasted with this person? And yes, I got hurt, but it's more about the time that I can't ever get back. So it's like you're choosing to invest time in this person um, and you're, you're choosing to trust them. But again, for me, it's more of that fear of getting um, but, my time wasted than it is getting hurt. Do you think that now because of you, the experiences that you've had before, you're more aware of, like you can recognize the guy that's in front of you? Yes, but I think it's also a little bit detrimental because I think when you become hyper aware, um, it kind of robs you of the joy of the present because you're analyzing everything in your situation. Does that make sense? And it's really easy to overthink. And I personally suffer from that. And I've had to really like force myself to like hold myself accountable because I can like run with a thought and really get in my head about it. And sometimes it's hard. And if you're a girl, you totally get this. It's like you want to be aware enough that, you know, you're protecting yourself, but you also don't want to gaslight yourself because as women will do this, we'll be like, I think so like an example of gaslighting yourself is, oh, um, he was out with his friends and you know what, even though I'm upset that he didn't text me, that was wrong to me. And that's actually my fault. And we'll get in our head and we'll make it our own fault. And that's yeah. and that's not good because yeah. that's gaslighting yourself. Now, yeah, you want to have certain boundaries with that. But in my opinion, you, you just got to have good communication because it's really, really easy to overthink as a girl. And you're I, in your I think head. that's why girls have trust, a lot of trust issues and they keep their walls up because they overthink a lot. Because when you've been through a lot, dude, I mean, if you don't learn from it, I'm sorry, but like you're going to keep like making the same mistakes. But if you learn from it, you're going to be able to be like, you know what? That's a good guy, bad guy. I can trust him. I'm not going to trust him. I'm not going to be open. I will be open with this person. Like, you can tell. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe it's easy for me to say because I'm a man and I'm a logical person. And for you guys, it's more like based on emotion. Yeah. Maybe that emotion gets in the way. And that's why you start overthinking and analyzing everything. Yeah, that's true. I think facts also don't care about feelings. So that's something that has helped me. When I feel like I'm overthinking a lot, I'll be like, okay, what are the facts? What are the actions that I've seen this person do in my life? And mm. the things that I feel, um, if they're negative feelings, are they are they true to any behaviors that this person has done? And if they're not, I have to be honest with myself and be like, okay, that's an intrusive thought. That's not real. Yeah. You know, um, and I have to do that in order to try and like organize all the thoughts and feelings that I have if I start to feel some type of way about something. However, if I am feeling down or bad about something, um, I will bring it to him. And it's really interesting because it's also a new experience for me. And I think a lot of girls can resonate with if they've been treated poorly in a relationship, they don't know what it feels like to be treated well. And I have not understood what that meant until now. And that's even weird for me to navigate. I don't understand it. Like, cause there's been, you also as a girl learn to, you learn to just like stop saying how you feel 
because it's like it doesn't even matter. Like he's not going to listen to you anyway. So you might as well just shut up because it's, I, I think that go that goes both ways, dude. It does, but I think because we don't have as much I like think when it, guys listen to girls way more than girls listen to guys. But there's 100%. a difference because when it comes to like okay, let's say you feel some type of way about something and you have an argument. A lot of the times the guy is going to yell. And like girls are afraid of men. And so there's a much more power that you have as a man in terms of your presence in an argument to make a woman feel scared. Like you hold that power. So as women, a lot of us, what we will do is we'll just not talk about it because we'd rather shut up than have you get upset and we're afraid. Okay, I get where you're coming from, but I'm just thinking in like, if you have a guy that is has like anger issues and all this stuff and he's like arguing with you and yelling that, that, that for me is like, I'm not putting, I'm not thinking of that situation because that should be a red flag for you. It's like, get out. For sure. You know? Yeah. But in a normal relationship, I think when it comes to communication, the guy listens way more to the girl than the girl listens to the guy a thousand times out of a thousand. Oh, I can a I, I, I no. I think a lot of guys No. They, I I truly I believe totally so. disagree. I can Like if you're disagree. in a in a healthy relationship, like No. No. I totally disagree. You wanna know why? <laughs> no, I totally disagree with you. And here's why, Ben. Because I know how I understand how men think. But men don't understand how women think. And you want to know how I know that? It's because even men claim that you guys are simple. You're simple to understand. You are simple to read. You're simple to please. You're you're easy. We are not. We're much more complex. And that's why we have to explain to you why we feel how we feel about something. <clears throat> I just did this the other day. It's, it, with that YouTube video I showed you, it's not about the nail. Like, you guys can't understand if something is not logically solution-oriented you can't understand why there's a conversation other than that happening. We're like women. We just want to be heard and seen and felt and understood. And th the least logical thing to happen is for you to just offer support. The most logical thing is for you to offer a solution. And that's how your brain works. But we know that your brain works that way. But you don't understand that our brain doesn't work that way because we know the solution most of the time. We know what to do. We just want, we want you to support us and love us and make us feel safe and protected so i completely disagree because i do think, you think it's 50 50 or do you think it goes through no i don't think that okay now you're in a relationship now do you think Derek, like he talks to you way more than you talk to him i don't know if it's about talking because here's the thing and he actually made a really good point the other day he's like eden communication is only as impactful as the person you are communicating to feels understood and so here's the thing that's a good point if That's I understand you better okay. than you understand me, I'm going to always communicate infinitely better because <clears throat> I can make you feel more understood than you can make me feel understood because you're more simple and I'm more complex. Kids, I mean, honestly, regardless if the guy talks way more to the girl or the girl, the girl talks way more to the guy or whatever, I think we can both agree that there has to be a lot of communication on both sides. Yeah. Because at the end of the day that's what makes the relationship work when you guys communicate i totally for agree. example like between you guys like because i'm kind of like a weird spot because i'm like really good friends with you and him for sure and it's funny because like i get different perspectives on, a, on the same experience or topic mm -hmm. but i feel like something that i always try to do is like i'm gonna listen i'm gonna try to understand and everything but i'm like talk to each other absolutely talk and talk and talk and talk and talk until you guys understand each other's perspective experience and point of view because at the end of the day i think that's the most important thing you can do like if we're gonna make it work we're gonna figure it out and this is the other things like you because guys and girls they're all already completely different with hormones and how they think and everything 
Now add the cultural aspect, add the, the how you were raised and all these different things. So whenever, for example, you're 24, right? Mm -hmm. You're dating somebody who's 23. Your 24 years of experience is completely different Absolutely. from the other person, which is 23 years of other different experience. And by talking, you guys can get to know each other way more. And this is the cool thing is that I heard this quote like a while ago and it, it was talking about like actually like, like Jesus. And I tried to apply this to everything. This person said, eh, the more I get to know Jesus, the more I love him. And the more I love him, the more I want to get to, I, I want to follow him. Mm -hmm. And he, for me, it applies the same, the same thing with people. For example, with you, like our friendship. Mm -hmm. The more I get to know you, the more I love you. And mm -hmm. the more I love you, I actually want to spend time with you and like hang out with you and, and spend more time with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think with relationships, it goes that way because you, you will never finish knowing someone no you, there's always going to be new things coming in your way and and things that they express and how they feel and their belief system and how they think and all this stuff and their past experiences but i think the more you get to know somebody the more you're gonna love them and the more you love them the more you want to spend your life together with that person you know yeah so I, I totally think agree having that time to get to know each other it's going to increase the love you the love and the respect you have for each other as well and that comes through communication I totally agree. Shall you we know. move on to our next reel? Let's do it. Okay. That was a funny one because I'm like, <laughs> I didn't get it. You have to like explain it to me. Okay. Let's do this one because I think that there, I personally resonate with this. Okay. Dude, are you ready? Wait. I, 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 Good morning, star shine. The earth says hello. Okay, but re, read the, the so it says there. when you're trying to give the bad boys a break, but the <clears throat> good guys send voice notes like this. Shine. The Earth says hello. Is Good morning, star shine. Huh? Is that a thing? Yes. Okay, let's start with this before we jump into reacting reacting to Israel. What is your definition by a bad guy and by a good guy? Oh no, I hate that question. I feel like the because <laughs> I don't think that a good guy is kind of like a nerdy dude. Sending no, I agree with you. I think the bad boy it it's so variable, but I would say maybe in my personal definition, it's more of like a vibe. And they kind of have that, like, edge to them. Okay, maybe, what's the stereotype and specific stuff about the bad guy, for example? Maybe, like, they're they're confident. Maybe, like, a little cocky. Maybe they're, like, athletic. Um, and they kind of have this, like, air about them that they <clears throat> don't have a lot of care in the world about anything. Because, like, they just know who they are kind of thing. And um, they're maybe a little dangerous. Like... They're, they might be like adrenaline type what do junkie you mean guys. Being dangerous. You know, like they, they. I don't even. It's just how like a that, vibe. You know how, what I mean? How is that everything you describe is a bad thing? They're confident. They're athletic. No. They're, how is that a bad thing? I feel like if you're not athletic, that's. I don't even know how to describe it, Ben. It's just the. F okay, but maybe if we go through the whole reel, then maybe you'll understand better. Okay, then explain to me the good guy. Okay, so when. Okay, girls don't. I was telling this to Derek last night because I sent him that reel. I would say for our generation, a good guy is somebody who lets you know right away that he's really into you and he's wanting to commit, which is like nobody. And so what? <laughs> what? What is what? Like, okay, <laughs> sure. And then the players, I would say, are more like the bad boy type. Yeah, but a good guy doesn't send those type of audios. Okay, stuff. but listen to that's me. A good, that's a weird dude. <laughs> but listen, listen. Here's the point, and I know every girl listening to this will agree with me 
Girls don't like when a guy starts going out with them and he lets them know too soon and too much that he's into them. We don't like that. And I can't quite figure out why, to be totally honest with you, but I think subconsciously it comes from a place of we want to feel like to a certain extent we're working for what we want, that it's not coming too easily. I'll tell you this, though. I think quality girls don't like to be chased. Chased. Oh, no, I disagree. Because this is the thing. I mean, I think a lot of girls, they like to play the game and all these things and take your time. And it's like, oh, I want you to, like, show me and all this BS. But I think, and I, I see this in you. I think in the beginning, you didn't like it. It's like, dude, just show me. Why are you doing this? Like, why are you, like, wanting to see me just once a week or this and all this mm-hmm. stuff? And it created a, created a lot of conflict in your mm-hmm. mind. Yes. So I think when a girl knows what she wants and what she's looking for, I think it just comes in a, as a natural thing. But that's not chased. That's chasing. What are you saying? Because you just described the opposite to me just now of what you said before. So you're like a quality girl doesn't like to be chased. What you just described to me in my situation was I was chasing someone. No, I'm saying that. They were you- not. They were not chasing me. Does that make sense? That's why I was attracted to it. I was attracted. Wait, did I just say yeah, that? you said that. You said it backwards. Like tra- oh. Yeah, now you understand. That's why a lot of girls will go after okay, guys. Say, say what you just said then. Do you think girls don't like to be chased or they do like to be chased? I think that naturally girls, I think girls want to be chased. But I think when they are chased too soon without any effort on their part, without any type of finesse, and if a guy doesn't have game and he just, like, is a simp for her right away, we do not like it. it. We don't like it. I get where you're coming from. And that's why I feel like with um, Derek, it was very different because he let me know right away that he was interested, but he didn't let me know that I was his only option. So it kept me guessing and it forced me to become more invested because it was kind of like mysterious. You feel me? So I was like, oh, I wonder if he's going out with other girls. Like, and even though that little part drives me crazy in my head, I want to be thinking about him. If I go on a date with somebody and then I get back and I don't think about them again, I don't like them enough. I'm not into them enough. Or if I go out on a date with them and they like love bomb me and text me a ton, I don't like it. It's like ick. That's like an ick for me. And I know a lot of girls resonate with that. Say that again. Like, if you get home from a date, right, and then they continuously text you and, like, they're letting you know how much they like you, blah, blah, blah. It's too soon. It's too much. That gives me the ick. I don't like that. Um, I I want there to be some mystery. Like, I want to feel like I'm working for it a little bit, but that I'm simultaneously being respected and that he is interested in me still. Does that make sense? It's a really, I don't know, you know what I mean? You know what? You guys are weird. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You'll notice too. That's why I just gave up on like dating at this point. But like women, think about it though. Evolutionarily speaking, women are more selective because we have to be the ones that carry the kid, right? We get pregnant. I don't think girls are actually selective. Right but that's, that's, that's how biology created us to be though. Think oh, about I, it. I agree, I agree. You can go spread your seed to whoever and have no consequence. Yeah. So we have to be much more picky. We have the idea okay, to you, be picky. All right, you're saying this. Let's go back to the video. He's like, you're saying, yeah, we're all selective. But at the end of the day, girls, they end up going going back to the like the bad guy, quote unquote. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. And I think most girls do that. They say they want X, Y, and Z, but they don't actually want X, Y, and Z. And they go back to like the dude that has like no goals, no expectation, and, and just make her, they just make them feel some some sort of way. Yeah, I also think that like attracts like. So if you're like a girl and you're not doing anything with your life, even if you think that you deserve the world, you're going to attract somebody who's also not doing anything that with is, your that, life. Okay, that is very true because I find myself with ta- having conversations with a lot of girls uh-huh. that they're like, oh, yeah, I want this. And we like we agree in the topic or the conversation we're having of like goals and whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. she gets it. But then I'm like, okay, but why is she like going every hour, every weekend out? Yeah, why like, is what she is she actually why doing? Why is she, like, sleeping with different guys? So he's like, yeah. then for me, dude, it happened, like, I don't remember when when did that click, but because I'm really into personal development and just, like, passion stuff and business and helping people and got all these things and, like, high goals, high expectation, that's the things I talk about. And it, it came to the point that I'm like, oh, this girl's this girl agreed, but then I will look at her fruits and be like, but why is it, like, mm-hmm. so disconnected from what she what she's actually saying Mm -hmm. so for me came to a point that i'm like i'm just gonna the best way that i can get to know you is through your fruits and i don't find a lot of girls that actually have a lot of fruits Mm -hmm. i think you're one of them for sure and that's what we're first have dropped their standards and expectations maybe they want those those things but they don't have that in themselves they don't have those fruits and that's why they keep attracting the bad guys I totally agree. And uh, let's let's listen to this next reel because I think it's going to segue and continue in this conversation. What reel? And we're I think it's going to be a great segue into this next part of this conversation. And this is by um oh my gosh, Nick Jonas's wife. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but if you're going to she is okay, ready? Watch. Hold on, okay, ready? Women should be financially independent. It doesn't matter who your father is, it doesn't matter who your husband is going to be, it doesn't matter who your brother is, it doesn't matter who the man in your life is. You need to be responsible for your finances and be financially independent. Did you hear all that? Yeah. Women so should be you... financially independent. Yeah. Mm. I don't... Okay, I'm going to give this... Okay, if I'm with a girl, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to provide financially. If she wants to work into something because she's passionate about, I'm totally down. But it's my role as the dude to provide and protect financially and physically. Okay. Now, before that, now if the girl wants to, like, let's say we're not together. If I find a girl that's working and providing for her own thing, I think that's actually a good thing. Yeah. That's good. But if you're in a relationship, I think it's going to come to the point that you don't have to be independent financially because the guy's going to provide for you because that's not your role. If you want to, you can do it. But your role is different when it comes to like, because your role is going to be more like spiritually and mentally nourishment and family stuff and all these other things. But is that real based on being single in a relationship? What do you mean by that? I don't think that there's any specification. I think she's just saying in general because she's married and they have a couple kids and she's totally paved her own way and she's been very successful in her own ventures which i have a lot of respect for um but do are you would you argue then and agree that every woman should then therefore be capable of being financially independent even if they don't necessarily have to be i think capable 100 100 i agree because i found a lot of girls that uh, they get divorced and they don't have any financial plan or something to go for because the dude provided everything and I see my mom on that. I see a lot of women that I've met 
that because they were in an abusive relationship or some sort of way, they're having to start their life again when they're 50 or 40 or something. And it's uh, it's pretty sad. That's what happened. It's pretty, it's pretty sad. Yeah, that's what happened to my mom. Yeah. I think that's why I'm so passionate about me getting an education, but also women getting an education because... Let's be real. I think you're you're delusional and you're ignorant if you don't plan for a worst case scenario. It's it's unfortunate, but it's true. Fifty percent, I think it's fifty one percent of the marriages in this country end in divorce. So you have a fifty fifty chance, and I hate to be the one to say it, but it's it's honest. And to completely rely on your significant other without having any way that you're going to be able to provide for yourself if anything goes south, I think is a very stupid stupid plan. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I think the root of that is not like actually the marriage itself. I think it's who you're picking. So it's like you can fix that by just having higher standards, you know? Yeah, but that doesn't negate the fact that numbers don't lie. You're still, you still have a 50% chance yeah, of getting let, divorced. Let's talk about here, for example. So Utah, everybody gets married when they're 20 and like the rate of divorce is freaking high. It's really high. Now, it's the problem is not the divorce. The problem is like the people who are getting married at a specific age that they get married without even knowing their partner or knowing what to do with their own individual lives. That's why they get divorced because for them, getting married is like, oh, you want to do something fun? Sure, let's get married. All right, bet. Yeah. And after three months, they're jumping into a relationship and like getting yeah. kids out of, you know? So I think, I think everything fix itself when you as an individual guy or girl, you just have higher standards for yourself and you actually follow through those standards and you make something out of yourself and you become a valuable person. Not just talking about it, but you actually have fruits. So do you think if you're married, do you think that your wife should be capable of supporting herself financially? In my case, if I'm married, I'm we're gonna we're gonna be loaded financially, and you don't have to work. If you want to start a business, business because that makes you happy, you're passionate, dude. I'll support you. I'll invest. Cool. I don't care. I think that's perfect. But I think it's not my money. I see. We're what you a mean. team. Yeah. It's your money too. The fact that I bring it, like, yeah, that doesn't make it that it's mine. You know, I think a lot of people, especially right now, they think of like, oh, I'm the wife and he's the husband, whatever. And they forget that we're a team. We're not individuals anymore. It, that's the way I see marriage. It's like one flesh. That's what it says in the Bible. And for me, I try to apply those same same principles. For example, uh, I'll, I'll give you this example. My business partner, Dirac. I told him, like, dude, I disagree with a lot of things with you. And I know we're really different. But guess what? I'm married to you. I'm marrying a business to you. And in my mind, I don't have a plan B, C, or exit we're going to make this thing work. And if we have to sit down 10 freaking hours and argue and fight until we make it work, we're going to make it work. Because in my mind, I'm a person that if I commit to this, we're going to make it work. Absolutely. There's not a freaking exit. You're not going to get rid of me. I'm sorry, bro. But I signed that paper and that document and we're in this boat together, you know? I love that. Though. So I think a lot of a lot of people, first of all, they jump into this relationship thinking as an in, like individualism you know, or marriage or whatever, when it should be as talked about as, as a team, we're a team now. It's not about me anymore. It's not about just you, your perspective or my perspective. It's about what's best for the team. Agreed. Do you know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. So I think, I'll be honest, I think a lot of people, there, there's a lot of roots for, for sure in the problem. A lot of it comes when people get married. They don't know the person as much when they get married and all this, all this stuff. They're not happy or confident or, or, or fulfilled by their own, which that's something I preach a lot. I always tell everybody, 
Do not be in a relationship if you're not fulfilled, confident, or happy on your own. Amen. Now, if you have those three things, be who with whoever you want to be. But when you're not those three things, you give the power to somebody else for your fulfillment, your happiness, and your confidence. And that's when you become dependent. And in my experience, a lot of the people that I've seen that get divorced and they struggle either financially, spiritually, mentally, they, when they got married, they weren't fulfilled. They weren't confident or happy by themselves. So now they find themselves in their 50 or their 45 or 40, whatever. And they're like, yeah, I'm a dependent person because I never allow myself or find the way for me to be confident and fulfill on my own mm -hmm. because I depended on my partner in order to do that. And I think that's a big issue. I agree. And at the end of the day, that was, good. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> that was inspired, right? He doesn't come very often. It's probably because I'm wearing the boots. When I oh, wear my boots, boots and jeans, I say a lot of smarter things for sure. <laughs> I think it's true. But all the all those things that you mentioned that you're lacking if you are in a relationship and you haven't done those things, really it's, it's a lack mm. of understanding who you are and how can you expect your partner to know who you are, which includes loving you the right way, communicating with you the right way, treating you the right way. You treat and love people because you know who they are and how they like to be treated in XYZ. But if you don't know who you are, how can you expect your partner to know who I agree. you are? I agree. So, yeah, it, it really causes a lot of downstream problems. But I really like what you said. And this is the other thing I want to add to this. The worst decisions you're ever going to make in your life are based on emotions. Love, happy, sad, angry, whatever. How many people you know that they got married because they were, quote unquote, in love and they end up getting a divorce? Because I, yeah. love is not enough. Love is not enough. And you I, need, yeah. You need to make those decisions that are critical for your life based on logic, results, and facts. And then if you, you're like, you know what? This person has fruits. This person has like the results I want. Now I'm going to add the emotion and everything. I'm all for it. But mm -hmm. a lot of these young kids, whatever, people who get married, he's like, oh, I love this person. I'm going to get married. I want to spend. And they ignore all the results, all the facts, all the logic which is like all the evidence love is blind you know? love is so blind and at the end of the day you know <clears throat> i i totally agree because compatibility is so important and the data also supports this because you look at india and they have arranged marriages still it's a very common thing they are actually their marriages have a lower divorce rate because they pair people based on their compatibility they take all of the facts and they have them get married And a lot, they have a higher success rate of marriage because they're basing them on those things. Now, granted, I think that kind of sucks and I would not want to do that. It's like the other extreme of the extreme that we're in right now. Yeah, it's, it's a balance. But the hard part is that love, love blinds you. But think about this, because back in the day, if I'm a king and I have my daughter, I'm going to be like, who's the dude that is going to protect my daughter, provide for her for the rest of her life? And he's going to be a great dad, great family guy and all this stuff. And those decisions were made on facts. Oh, for sure. You know, and okay, maybe the girl didn't, my daughter, maybe they didn't like the guy, but like you can, you can develop love for someone at the end you of the can. day. And I'm not saying that I approve that hundred percent, but I think then you look at people, why they make decisions right now. Oh, she's hot. Oh, she's cute. Or the girl. Oh, he's so handsome. He's jagged. I'm like, what? 
That's going to only take you so far. Yeah, that, that it doesn't make any sense. Well, and that's why they say marry your best friend. Well, why do they say that? Because your best friend, think about it, is the person that you want to spend time with and do all of your like activities with and have fun with. Yes, obviously the romantic part is important and you need to be like sexually compatible and you need to have that romanticism and intimacy that is there, that connection is present for sure. But you also have to have the other 90%, which is what most of your life is comprised of. And if you're not compatible in that 90%, because again, that romance is only one part of your entire life, then you're not going to work out. And I think it's, it's hard. It's really hard to hold yourself accountable to that when you're in love. It's hard to be like, dang, I'm in love with this person, but we're not compatible. Now, can you change certain things in regards to compatibility? Yes, you can change habits. But there are there are some things that for a lot of people are non-negotiables. And some people that it's might be a personality trait that that's at their core. That's who they are. That's not going to change. And some people refuse to change. And and that's not to say it's good or bad that, you know, they, they refuse to change. But at the end of the day, I... I would argue that it's way harder to make those logical decisions once you're in love with them. And I think that's also why it's important to be quote unquote guarded at first, because I think you should look at all the facts before engaging in some type of effort to um, fall in love with them because you, do you, you should know so? before. You, but when you say, are you, are you talking about a girl, girl's perspective in that regard, right? Yeah. Okay. Do you think you got to be careful when it comes to the sexual and physical intimacy before you... Because I think for girls, when you start doing those things more, that's when the emotion creeps in and the attachment creeps in. And then you can't see the facts or the results or the fruits because you've done physical or sexual stuff with a person. I and underst- it gets blurry to see it. I understand what you're saying. And growing up, my dad actually would always tell me that. He'd be like, Eden, you need to be careful about getting involved with boys because you are going to become emotionally attached to them if you do anything sexual, um, which that was never a fear because I really didn't like boys forever. But, but that happens a lot though, right? It does. And I would agree with you. Now, I, I think that it's not totally black and white because I think that physical intimacy is an important and natural part of relationships. But I do think that you do become bonded to somebody when you share that physical intimacy with them because it's vulnerable. Um, and I you, think for, for you know, girls, it's way more than guys because I, don't, I think guys like... You could literally have sex with anything that walks. I'm sorry, but it's true. Like... No, but it, I mean, it's just a fact. Like, I it don't is think a fact. guys that get attached a lot when it comes because of the physical stuff. You know why, stuff, too, you know? is I was telling Derek this the other day and I was like, you could see a girl in a bar, right? And you could be like, dude, she's hot. And you would have the feeling of wanting to kiss her and like get physical with her. Now, for me, and I'm not all women, so and I'm And then not... forget about her and go back to your partner. Yeah, but yeah. And every girl's different for me personally. I, I mean, I can think you're good looking for sure, but... I don't think to myself, oh, I want to kiss them or whatever when I first see them. No, I have to develop a emotional and a mental connection with you before I can want to do like really physical stuff with you. And I think that is different from a lot of women because a lot of women can do one night stands, which in that case, I don't think you've had enough time to develop a connection with them fully. Um, So I guess there are some women who can totally, you know, have sex without developing that connection. And I'm not, I'm not one to judge. I don't care. You do you. But um, I just, for, for me personally, I have to have that, that established base foundation before I even have like a desire to get involved more physically where I think boys, like you said, is not as much like that. I agree. Now I have a question for you and, and then we let's jump into the last reel that uh, you wanted to show. Which you're going to show it because my phone died. Oh, it did. 
Okay, but the I want to go back to that really you mentioned the the bad guys and good guys. Now I'm going to bring it back to girls. <clears throat> Do you think there's more um quality girls out there versus quality guys or what what do you think in your experience is the kind of like the ratio i think quality is beauty is in the eyes of the beholder i also think quality is in the eyes of the beholder because to some guys that i've learned i'm not necessarily quality because i don't want to be like a stay-at-home mom that takes care of the kids and cleans the house okay so let's define what a quality person truly means first before we make this i don't think there is a definition i think it's all dependent on you and what you perceive to be quality because it's all about what you're looking for i think that's a mistake we make actually in in our generation or even in the world in general is that we try and define things i think it makes us feel more psychologically safe if we can have concrete definitions for everything but I just don't think that that's how it works because we're all diverse and unique for a reason. We all have personal preferences and that's why there's somebody for everybody. And that's why I may not work for someone else and vice versa. Okay, I agree. But also there's some like minimum requirements that when it comes to a quality person, like for example, I don't think if you don't, if you don't treat people the right way, yeah. if you don't have goals in your life, if you don't work in your body, if you don't develop a relationship with God, if you don't have high standards, all this stuff, I don't think you're a quality person. And I think that's just a fact. And somebody could be like, oh, but Ben, you're just being like judgmental, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, go ju- be in a relationship with somebody that doesn't have those things and let me call me later to see if that was a quality relationship or not. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm not talking about like specific things, but there's four areas. Financially, spiritually, mentally, and physically. I think when it comes to a quality person, you should have progress in all those areas and high goals in those areas. Do you agree? Yes and no. I don't think somebody has to have a relationship with God to be a good person. I agree. But making the... Okay, I'm making the the assumption that if you have a good relationship with God, you're going to be a good person to other people because that's in my expe- that's my expectation when people say I believe in God. Not like I believe in God and I'm a dick to somebody else. I Which that happens saying. a lot too, you know? But uh, what do you think is the ratio in your experience? Like, I think that I can think that you're a quality person and not want to date you. But I can also think you're a quality person and want to date you because you have the qualities <laughs> that I am looking for. So I think it also comes down to, I mean, if you're looking at a quality person, not in regards to dating them, but just somebody that you see in the world, I would say the golden rule, like you treat other people how you want to be treated. You are respectful and you try to refrain from judgment and whatever it is in your life that you are doing, you are just pursuing to be better at. That's what I think would define a quality person if we're trying to make really broad generalizations for the public and you found more guys or girls like that Mm. i would i don't think i have an opinion honestly because i'm not saying that you're i would say girls probably probably girls (laughs) yeah i would say that girls overall are to the general public if i'm talking general public i think girls are are nice I think that whatever I think that girls try to be kind to others. Um, I think girls can be more judgmental than guys, but I also think that girls like to be good at whatever it is that they are doing. Um, but yeah, I but I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I don't have an opinion. I it's pretty equal to be totally honest. Because again, if I I'm trying not to put people in my in my standard list. Does that make sense? No, I, I agree with you because at the end of the day, I, I think it comes down to like what do you want when you're looking for and then you're going to filter people based on that. 
Yes. And for you to, yeah, I agree. It's not fair for me to hold yeah. other people to my standards or expectations. Now, if I'm going to engage in a contract of relationship, whether it be <clears throat> business or whether it be romantic, now there is room for me to set expectations. Mm. But if they're not going to be involved in my life in those ways, I don't think that it's fair for me to set those standards or expectations or put that on them. That's fair. That's a fair question. I like it. Last reel. What's the, what was the last reel? Oh, this is so funny. Well, this is kind of what we were talking about earlier. So I don't know if we want to do this one. Is this the gym one? Do the gym one. Yeah. Okay. It says, wait, there's these girls there. There's these girl crying. Oh, wait. <laughs> I, don't you love when people put their crying videos on Instagram? She says, what got you through the through your breakup? And she's crying. And then it shows her like working out at a gym. And it says the people who helped heal a heart they didn't break. And they're like hugging at the gym, right? Yeah. Okay. I really like that reel, actually. I've seen quite a few reels of <laughs> girls who are like, they're talking to the camera or whatever. And they go, um... To the girl who had her heart broken six months ago, how's the gym treating you? Or something like that. And I love that. I think of all ways that you can cope with a breakup, I truly believe that the gym is one of the best places because, one, you're getting your revenge body. Hello, are you kidding me? Like, make him miss you. Um, and two, you're <sighs> surrounding yourself with people who want to be better. And if you can go into a gym, which I know is, like, really scary for a lot of people, and learn how to become confident... That translates to every area of your life, and you want to be surrounded by other confident people. So all around to me, it's a win-win to go to the gym after you get through a breakup, and it, it really helped me heal, too. It's humble. What? <laughs> Why are you looking at me like no, that? I, I think I agree with you, dude, but I think it goes way more than just going to the gym. I think the best thing you can do, like the best revenge, it's becoming better. Not just physically, but in all aspects in your life. Oh, yeah. And I think when you start becoming better, you start attracting people who are in the same path as you. And then those people can help you heal during the process. And I, I truly believe that, dude, because, like, I've told you about this before. I think you, you, you've been a huge part of my life because you've helped me heal in that regard. Same. Because it was funny because when I saw this video, I'm like, even though you're talking about it in a girl's perspective, I'm like, I've been there before. Because yeah. I've been broke. I'm, I've been broken multiple times. Yeah. And, well, going deep into this one, uh, in my case, for example, when it comes to... Uh, <laughs> Spill the tea, Ben. When it comes to, because um, I, I mean, you know my story. I've told you before, but I've been through like a lot of crap that has just been me. Yeah. And a lot of people in, in my family, close friends, and people that just growing up when I was a kid that were supposed to love me and protect me, they hurt me. So I really had a hard time seeing like, like receiving love because I, I didn't ex like experience that growing up. You know, from my mom, from my dad. And, and now it's like way better uh, because I, I've been able to like cope with those things and work on it. But somebody has been a huge influence in that regard was you because like, dude, like, and I've, I've, I mean, I've, I've talked to you about this, but now we're talking in public. But I remember us like when we met, you called me for like a month straight. And I'm like, why is she freaking calling me? Like I'd never <laughs> answer the phone. Yeah. Because... I don't allow people into my circle anymore as that easily as before, mm -hmm. because now I'm picky. When he, when it comes to choosing friendships and stuff, but you kept doing it, you kept doing it. I'm like, you know what? 
it's been like a month and a half and these chicks still like not giving up i'm gonna start i'm gonna start talking with her so like i i remember like we started talking and like facetime and mm -hmm. we like it was really cool because your expression of love to me it's the same way that i do for other people mm -hmm. and i've never experienced that I've never received that like at the same level that I've given it. Yeah. I've been giving it. And it was so healing because like, I'm like, you care. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that was new to me because I did, I haven't experienced that in a long time as the same level that I give it away. You know, and it's a beautiful thing. And it's a beautiful thing that I was able to make you feel that way because you get it. You get what it's like to give that. Yeah. And I, it was important to me that you, felt that and I it's funny because I think back to if <clears throat> I just think about how many things have happened this year in my life like amazing things and I think to myself wow and I credit this all to getting out of my relationship truly I, I think if this was 2022 and I had gone to the gym and I had met you because that's where I met Ben was at the gym so again like I met I've met so many great people at the gym seriously and I think back to if this was 2022 and I had met Ben at the gym in May when I did, um, would I be here now? And I think absolutely not. And I truly think that that speaks such high volumes to letting go of the things that are bad in your life. Because as we speak, I think, I think about how important it is, like you said, to surround yourself with good people and you want to put you want to put out that good energy because you're going to get that good energy back but at the same time it's the same with negative energy if you're tolerating and accepting negative energy into your life you're taking out room where you could have positive things yeah. so it's like you're, you're limiting yourself <laughs> to a certain extent and i realized that that i was so limited in my ability to receive all the abundance that could come to me by tolerating you know, an individual that really was holding me back. And I've thought about how this year, because I got out of that relationship in January, I've, I've thought, wow, I've grown so much as a person this year. And I've met you and I've met Derek. And I'm now part of so many amazing things. And I've experienced so many great things um, because I finally let go of that negative energy. And it's crazy to me because 100%. I was so scared, Ben. I seriously, and it was out of fear that I didn't leave that relationship for a long time. Because I was like, dude, what if there's nothing better? That was my fear. It was it was lack, really, of I don't I didn't have enough self-confidence. And I was like, dude, what if this is it? Like, what if this is the best thing that ever happens to me and I'm being an idiot by letting it go? And you because you yeah. really don't know what cards are in the future. You don't know. Um, but I mean, I, I'm forever grateful because now I have realized that there is better. And I've realized that there is so much abundance and that you you really do have the ability to get all of it if you truly just work and believe in it. I I agree. I 100% agree. Um, but I, I don't know, like going back to this, I love it because like just by being a good person and by giving, you have no idea how much you can, how it means to other people, mm -hmm. you know, because you didn't know. No. Like what you're calling and you do doing this thing. You have, you have no idea. No idea. But you did it because you're just a good person. Yeah, you and know? I cared about you. And I think when, when it comes to just caring, I, I truly believe there's a lack of people who actually care. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why the world and society is the way it is, especially when it comes to younger people, because most people don't care. And uh, I don't know, because somebody like, the way I describe myself, I'm a giver. Like in, mm-hmm. in all of my relationships and friendships, most of the balance is on my side. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to like say it in a selfish or cocky way because I just like love to see people win. Like I truly do. Yeah. Like I feel like my intentions are really pure when it comes to that. And you've you've seen it. In I, I totally agree. You know, and I think I truly believe you're yeah. the same way. Um, but I think most people don't, they're, they're not like that, you know? Yeah. For somebody like you, for example, the problem is it's not going to be, oh, I care too much. Their problem is going to be they don't care enough. Well, and I think it's because we spend less time investing in personal human relationships because that takes actual effort and there's more risk. And we spend more time getting an instant gratification dopamine hit by scrolling on our phones. Yeah. I mean, it's the unfortunate truth. But the reward that comes by actually investing in those relationships, dude, is huge. Oh, of course like it is. Like our conversations, like our friendship and the conversations we have, I, I, with like all of my other friendships that are like the exact same way, I'm like, I don't, I don't think anybody has those types of conversations that deep and so meaningful. Yes. You know, because most people don't want to invest that time or mm-hmm. they would rather do like have like a surface level relationship or friendship because they don't want to invest or go deep and open those wounds and scars and like actually pour down your soul into someone because you can get hurt yeah yeah i mean it's vulnerability i think we're also all raised to play things very safe um we're not a generate we're a generation that likes to be comfortable and we don't like to be uncomfortable and we don't like to put in work unless we're guaranteed a reward. And that's just not how life works. I agree. Yeah. And I don't really know how to fix that personally, but at least we can start the conversation and talk about it. And that's what we're doing right now. Uh, Cause I do think it needs to be brought to light. That's a really big issue of people feel as though it's wrong to feel uncomfortable. And I think that is the worst mindset you could ever think of because Again, feelings don't care about facts. Think of all the people that have been successful and think about their journey to get there. The journey sucks, but the people who are successful learn to embrace the suck. But if they had listened to their feelings every, probably every single day where they have to do the monotonous grind and they have to have sacrifices and meetings all day and they have to do things that they don't want to do and they probably freaking hate it. They hate it. They don't like it. They don't feel good while they're doing it, but they're doing it because they know there's that light at the end of the tunnel. But if they would listen to their feelings in those moments when they're uncomfortable and they hate it, they would have all quit. But a lot of the times our feelings are not an accurate representation of our goals. And if you listen to those feelings, you're going to lose. But the problem is that we've become a generation that's so keen on, you know, making sure that we understand our feelings and we put a lot of emphasis on feelings and while that's great I think we've come such a long way in mental health and that's fantastic I feel as though a little bit we've swung too far um to this direction now where it seems like I feel like we need to be brought back to the middle of reality because the world doesn't stop spinning because you're having a bad day and apply that to relationships for example and a a lot of people avoid certain topics because they don't want to feel bad they don't want to feel uncomfortable having those hard conversations yep and I'm like Brother, that's retarded because for me, I'm like, I want to. I do too. I want to argue with you. I want to disagree with you. I want to learn how to fight in a healthy way. Yeah. Not like with contention or raising their voices or whatever. But I want to learn how to disagree because I understand that when it comes to any sort of 
ship, relationship, friendship, or whatever, we're completely different. But we have a commitment that is, I want to spend the rest of my life with you, either as a friend, as a partner, as a business partner, as a, like whatever the hell it is. And I'm willing to figure it out. I'm willing to talk about those things that most people don't want to talk about. And guess what? I'm going to ask those things, you know? And, yeah. and that's when your love for the person actually increased because you get, you get, you truly get to know them. You know, if you're not talking about like their, why they think the way they think or the, the way they were raised or their trauma or the things that hurt them or like how, why they believe in God or like the, the why, whatever, you're never going to actually get to know someone. Oh, 100%. You know? And yeah, one of my old um, sales leaders, he said one of the best quotes I've ever heard. And it's so true. I think about it all the time. Um, Mateo, that's for you. It's freedom lies on the other side of the difficult conversation. Yeah. And I love that quote so much. But you know what? We don't know how to have difficult conversations anymore because one, we don't ever do them. Uh, but two, people, again, don't like to feel uncomfortable. They don't like to feel upset. So they they think that it's wrong. And no, that's not the case. But we're not taught conflict resolution. But like you've told me before, if you're not exposed to things, then how do you learn how to handle them better? And I think that's so true because even um, in my relationship right now, it's crazy how well we resolve conflict. And it comes to um, emotional intelligence and communication, but, you know, ultimately seeking to understand the other person. I, I think that's the huge one. You have to seek to understand before you seek to be understood. If there's anything you take yeah. away from this episode, dear God, please seek to understand before you seek to be understood. And I, I think a lot of people, especially here, struggle with that because they were raised in a way that they would talk to their parents and their parents wouldn't try to understand them. Their conversation would be like, why do you do that? Don't do that. Or do this or that. And they would focus on the act itself rather than trying to understand why the person had that certain behavior or why they did what they did, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think that's a huge problem because like they would place more importance on the checklist or the decision or whatever they they did except in, instead of the person itself. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And, and when we're yeah. raising, I'll be like, you know what? Like, we don't talk about this. We don't talk about like sexual stuff. We don't talk about like spiritual stuff. We don't talk about God. We don't talk about like my child. We don't talk about my trauma. We don't talk about these things. I'm like, that's a, that's a huge problem. You know? I think one of the best things you can so, do is expose yourself to other cultures and to other types of people, because it teaches you that your way of thinking and your way of life may not be the absolute best way or like the only way. And I think that allows you to become a more tolerant person. It helps you learn how to communicate with different types of people. And it just makes you an all-around more loving person, in my opinion. And the cool thing as well is that it helps you when you understand, when you when you listen to try to understand or communicate to try to understand, you stop taking things personal. Absolutely. Because for me, I always I used to take things very, very personal. And I still do when I want to mm -hmm. like get stuff done and like prove somebody wrong for sure. But now I'll be like, you know what? This person said this thing, not because that's something I'm not doing. They're saying that because that's what they believe in themselves. That's what mm -hmm. they think of themselves. Yeah. But that didn't come until I had to stop and be like, okay, why is this happening? Why was that said? Oh, wait a minute. She or he was raised in some sort of way. And the parents did this. And, and this is the person experience. And this is what they went through. It's like, oh, now I get it. And you live in a more peaceful way and less contention. And your mind is more clear because you stop thinking that everything is about you. Oh, absolutely. You know? We should do... 
Dude, we should. And totally somebody care. like you and me would take things very personal, you know. And sometimes we gotta be like, you know what? Probably it's not about me. Well, there, there's I, a deeper I, issue here. Yeah. yeah, it also comes down to like, and I mean, intelligence really, and emotional intelligence. We should do a whole um, episode on coping mechanisms because oh, yeah, th- yeah. they all have. There's a ton of types, and you have mature and immature <laughs> coping mechanisms. And I think it would be really helpful for people to understand what they are so that they can identify them in others and themselves because we all cope with things and their defense mechanisms. And a lot of times, if you're not aware of them, then you're not ever going to realize that you're doing them. So at the end of the day, that's really important because I think a big part of these podcasts is helping people become educated. But um, I think that that was pretty much everything that we wanted to talk about. That was a good one. That was was an intelligent, smart, educating podcast. That's what we're here, baby. We're here to raise the bar and get y'all educated so you can go out in the world and, uh, and preach the word to others. So, yeah. So guys, uh, tell us what you think about this episode. We're going to, yeah. we're actually going to plan to do more things with Eden and myself. Yeah. Because I enjoy having these conversations. I, I think really it's do. so fun. Yeah, I, I do too. I think having a, a men, men's perspective and a girl's perspective, but not just like different genders, but also like you and me, I, th- I think we make a really good combo when it comes I to I think it. couples could also benefit from listening to stuff like this because it, it'll allow them to see each other's perspective. Yeah. And cool. you've done a couple things. I've done a couple of things too when it comes to fruits and results. He's like, for sure. There's like, there's some credibility for sure. Yeah. And I feel like we, I speak from experience, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, I know that what I have to say has value to it because of experience. We it. should do more Q and A's guys. We're going to post a link either in an Apple or, or Spotify or even YouTube. If you have any questions, put them down below. Could be about anything. Could be about dating. Could be about relationships. Could be just about life. Could be about like things you struggle with. Could be about a joke. Could be, I don't know. Like yeah. It could be about whatever. Cultural things because you're 1% Native American. <laughs> Shut up. 3.8, okay? We do have a YouTube channel though, guys. If you can, we'd really appreciate it if you like and subscribe. It's going to be Stan Firm. There is Stan Firm with Ben and Stan Firm with Eden. We do all of our own channels. Uh, but we really just appreciate the support. This is really fun for us and we feel as yeah, though this is, cool. this is part of our purpose to help bring light to these topics and hopefully make this... Um, a better conversation that is healthier and allows you all to navigate a lot of the things going on in your life and around you in the world so that you can feel a little bit more hopeful and confident with um, the day-to-day. And before we finish, mark your calendars. January 27th. How did Dominate 2024? In Orem, in one of the venues that stand from owns, you're going to be able to listen to me and Eden and 10 to 11 to 12 different speakers. It's going to be amazing. I think you, you have the, the link in our bio that you can go to and, and get more information, get your tickets, because it's going to be dope. So, yeah, love you guys. Have a good one. We'll see you guys later. Take care.